In episode five of Tech It Up Talk, learn about the power of screencasting when teaching in a virtual environment, in addition to a review of three popular screencasting apps with pros, cons, and best practices for teachers. You ready? Here we go. The Tech It Up Talk podcast aspires to educate, inform, and inspire educators from teachers to school leaders on tips, tools, and resources to support the integration of technology into classroom instruction. You're listening to Tech It Up Talk with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators from teachers to school leaders with the integration of technology into instruction. In today's show, we are discussing leveraging screencasting to support virtual instruction. Now, I probably say this every episode, but COVID-19 has had a major impact in education where many teachers have had to rapidly adjust their instructional practices and switch gears from face-to-face instruction to providing instruction in a virtual environment. And for so many, that means getting uncomfortable with technology just to become more comfortable with shifting to teaching virtually to continue to support student learning. Now, this disruption has affected the instructional pedagogy, the learning cycle, and for so many teachers to quickly to expand their knowledge base of technology tools and adopt new instructional methods to plan, design, and deliver instruction. So there are various challenges when teaching online from student attendance, students' learning styles, their virtual stamina, and even ensuring students' individual needs are being met. However, how we plan, present, and design instruction is a very essential component for supporting students while learning virtually. And this is really where screencasting can support a teacher's technology content pedagogy. And so for those of you who may not know what screencasting is, or maybe this is your first time really getting more information about it, screencasting is really a video that is created when you use a screencasting tool to record your screen while explaining a concept or a process or even modeling a lesson. The recording can be used to introduce content or used as a resource for future playback to support students in learning. It's really a great instructional strategy to design instructional content that is easily accessible for teachers to share on different platforms for students. So no matter if you wanted to share it in your learning management system or embed it into a website or other instructional applications that you're using to support virtual instruction, and these applications may range from a Google form or a Nearpod, or even just creating a YouTube playlist. But screencasting can really be used to support student-centered learning, differentiated instruction, and it can be used to enhance the student's virtual learning experience by having the presence and guidance of their teachers. And with screencasting, teachers are able to create short and engaging instructional videos for various learners. It's really an effective way for teachers to explain a concept or a procedure in which students can learn by example. It can help with improving student retention of information because students are able to work at their own pace and teachers are able to scaffold the learning for students. 
And when teachers are using screencasting to record their instruction, they're able to create a repository of resources that can be used and reused again, which really gives teachers an edge that can support various different teaching models. In this segment of Get Your Tech Together, we are going to highlight three popular screencasting tools that will get you quickly started with screencasting. And those tools are Screencastify, Screencast-O-Matic, and Loom. These tools are easy to use and will definitely bring your lessons to life and even support those parents who are home supporting their child with virtual learning. All three tools have a free version available. You can record your screen and webcam simultaneously, which gives you a picture-in-picture -picture style setup. And they're all available as Chrome extensions, which makes them easily accessible at the top of the Chrome browser at any given moment. I leverage these three all the time. I have them in my Chrome browser, so when I'm ready to record, I can easily just click in my browser at the very top and start recording in seconds. And so any of these three tools will be a great asset to your virtual learning toolbox. So let's go through some of the pros and limitations of the free versions of each. So let's start with Screencastify. Now with Screencastify, you have the option to record your browser tab, your desktop, or you can just record with your webcam. You can turn on and off your microphone or your webcam during the recording. It will count you down, you can start your recording, stop and pause as needed. Now, it does have a feature where you can enable drawing tools, which is really great for annotating using the pen feature. And with the pen feature, you can change the colors to either highlight, underline, circle, or kind of emphasize whatever it is that you're explaining to your students. The other thing that is really cool is you can use what is called a focus mouse. So if you're explaining something or hovering over uh, an item, picture, or image, or text with your mouse, it will create a spotlight in that area to really emphasize what it is you're trying to show your students. And you can also do cursor effects. And so if you're showing them how to access something or click to get to a certain area um, of either your learning management system or maybe they're creating something, they're learning a new program. So the cursor effects are really great for emphasizing when you're clicking, whether you're using your left or right click. And the other feature that's really cool is that if you wanted to insert a clip or an audio or a video, into your recording while uh, you're doing the screencast, you can actually tap on and off the audio feature to allow audio to play. That's not really from your microphone that you're using to narrate the video. However, one of the limitations of the free version of Screencastify is that it has a five minute recording limit. You only have five minutes for your recording, so if you needed to record more than the five minutes, you would have to upgrade. However, I really feel that the five minutes is a conducive amount of time for you to get across um, a point, um, model how to do something in a lesson. And it really kind of goes with your students' virtual stamina to have those short chunked videos to help support uh, a topic or a concept. Now, after the recording is done, it will easily save to your Google Drive. And right after the recording, you can quickly access a shareable link 
um, that you can easily publish to your YouTube channel. Or if you're using Google Classroom, you can directly send it to your Google Classroom. It does provide an embed code, so that means you can easily embed it into your learning management system or any other platform that you may be using to share content with your students. Some of the additional bonuses to Screencastify are that you can turn your recordings into GIFs. It easily generates a QR code that's directly to your video that you can use for other items, tasks, and uh, integrating fun things to do within your uh, lessons. There is also a feature called App Smash Library, which is an integration feature that will allow you to easily use your recorded video with other applications. Currently, you have the ability to integrate with Edpuzzle, Wakelet, and Remind. And so if you're using any of those three programs already, when you're recording, you can easily insert your recording into those applications. And lastly, the video editor feature is uh, really great because it allows you to clip, trim, crop, add text, and even insert any video from your Google Drive into the timeline of your recording. But remember, you only have five minutes, so that limit can be a downside for some. Now let's move on to Screencast-O-Matic. Similar to Screencastify, Screencast-O-Matic gives you the option to either record just your screen, or you can just record your webcam, or you can do both to get that picture-in-picture -picture style effect. One of the other positive things that I really like about Screencast-O-Matic that Screencastify did not have was the ability to adjust your recording frame. I can then select and use their parameter window to uh, drag and pull on the, on the area that I'm looking to record on and kind of customize what part of my screen I would like to record in. And so that's something that's really cool. Another feature is when you are done recording, you have the option to either download the video to your device or maybe you want to do a quick share. And with the quick share, it will easily upload your video to the Screencast-O-Matic site where it's being hosted and you can get a quick link to share your video. Now, the other option that I like too is that when you do the upload, instead of having that go to your device, you can also upload to YouTube directly. And that way, if you're using or leveraging YouTube to support your videos and um, sharing them and using them within your learning management system, it's a quick way for you to uh, record it really quickly and upload to your YouTube channel. And so again, there is similar to Screencastify with the recording options. However, some of the difference, like I said before, is the recording frame. You can customize the size of your recording frame. The other difference is the time. Now with Screencastify, you only have that five minute recording window. However, with Screencast-O-Matic, you can have a 15 minute recording window. Now the difference in your final product is that with Screencastify, you don't have a watermark. But with Screencast-O-Matic, you will have a watermark at the bottom of your screen that has the Screencast-O-Matic logo. If that is something that does not bother you, then it's great. Screencast-O-Matic may be a great tool for you. Now, if you're not wanting to have that watermark there, then you may want to use another tool. 
Okay, so our last tool is Loom. And what's really special and exciting about Loom is that they're offering a premium version for free for all educators and students. So it's a great way to kind of use some upgraded features for free for being just an educator. And your students can also use it as well to showcase their knowledge and explain concepts back to you. Similar to other screencasting tools, you do have the ability to record just your screen if you want it to, or you can record with your screen and your camera, or if you just want yourself to be the sole focus of the recording, you can do that as well. Now, what I like about it is that the webcam component really gives you this circular motion, whereas other screencasting tools have a more square feature. But with the circular motion, you can really adjust the size of the webcam in your video. And so you can toggle between when you want yourself to stand out more than the information that you're presenting or recording. The circles have three options and sizes. You can go small, medium, large, really easy and toggle between them while you're in the video. The other option is if you didn't want to be on camera, it has a photo for screen only where your image can be in the photo where your video would have been with your webcam. So I thought that was a really cool feature there. And then, the, of course, you have the control menu where you can stop, pause, um, whenever you need to. It does have the recording countdown just like other screencasting tools. Now, one of the things that I do like about Loom is that it hosts the videos on their platform. And so you can have your own personal library of videos organized and structured, and you can create folders, kind of organize them for you. And it gives you notifications when you have viewers who actually go and watch your video. So if your students are watching, you'll start getting notifications for which videos they're watching and how many. So you have analytics, uh, which some of the other features do not have. Uh, you get analytics with Loom, which is actually pretty cool. The other feature is that similar to other screencasting tools, you can also, of course, copy the link and share. And it also has an option for embed codes. But you have the other ability to add some privacy and controls around it. So if you wanted to add a password for your video, you could do that. Or if you want to have custom access, you can share specific emails for those who you want to specifically access your video. And so if you want to make it public, that's great. However, you do have some privacy settings on the video's availability and access. And then as far as editing, you can still trim. It's a more of a basic feature on the trimming aspect though. Um, so you can, of course, trim from the front and the back end of it. But here are some cool things that I, I do like about the editing part of your video. It has a call to action feature. And so you can place uh, a button that is linkable where you can link it to a, a URL, a website, or a particular place you want your students to go in the video. And so they can click on that call to action, which is just a button that you can customize with text and just uh, connect it to a link and you can place that in the video. So that's something that other screencasting tools did not have as a feature. And you can also create a custom thumbnail, another feature that wasn't seen in the other tools where you can have that first part of your video, the page that really has like a title page to introduce what the video is about instead of randomly having a place in the video to have a play button. 
in the settings component, because you're hosting or they're hosting the video on their site, it allows for comments so people can respond or when I say people, your students can respond. They can comment with email notifications as well. And something else that's different is that they have emoji reactions and we know our students love emojis. They can react to the video with their emojis and you can do animated thumbnails, GIFs like you can in the other programs as well. Viewers can download the video. And of course you can show the analytics to your viewers. It's time for the Tech Smackdown. In this segment of the show, I want to share with you some tips for use and best practices. And I also wanna know which tip you thought was the best. And of course, if you have any tips or best practices to share, please feel free to connect with me on my social media at Dr. J.E. McDonald or at Tech It Up Talk. So let's get started with my first best practice. For my first tip, it is to know your audience. At the end of the day, your students are your end users. So when you are planning and scripting and even during the recording process of your screencast, it is important to consider their learning experience. And even more so now during this challenging time. Therefore, since students are having to learn from home, you would definitely want to create an experience that is conducive to meet their needs. So no matter whether you are explaining a concept, demonstrating a problem, or even setting expectations for an assignment, just consider their needs. Therefore, you can sequence and pace the contents of your recording so that it is structured for them and don't feel the need to rush through it, slow down and talk to them as if you would talk to them if you had them in your class. Tip number two is to avoid lengthy videos. So this goes right along with knowing your audience. So long videos can be very daunting to watch and typically for many people, after about two to three minutes, one's attention span begins to slowly diminish. So just think about when you were in the classroom for face-to-face -face instruction, a general rule of thumb was to check for understanding every seven to eight minutes in some way. Therefore, there's no need to overload information into one video. You can only record what you need and what's relevant for the learning process. And if you find it necessary to have longer videos, consider creating a sequence of shorter and engaging recordings that are more targeted and focused. This will allow you to chunk your instructional content. Tip number three embed the webcam for a more personal touch. Now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, it has more than likely been quite some time since you have seen your students. Therefore, you can leverage screencasting as another avenue to be present for them, and that includes being visible. So one of the cool features of screencasting is the picture-in-picture -picture style setup, which allows you to be on screen while you are recording your screen. So you don't necessarily have to be on screen the entire recording. In fact, I actually recommend you toggling between your web camera being on and off so that students are able to focus on important content being presented. 
However, it is a great way to continue to connect with your students. And I know we often use instructional videos created by others, but with screencasting, it's a perfect opportunity for a familiar voice to be heard, a familiar face to be seen, and it provides a more consistent teaching style that your students have become to be acclimated to in the classroom. So there are so many tips that I want to share, but for my last tip, I am going to go with empower your student's voice with screencasting. Now, I know most of the episode we have discussed you leveraging screencasting as a teacher, but just think about the power they will bring to your classroom, whether it's virtual or not, that your students are able to also do the same and use screencasting tools to demonstrate their knowledge and showcase and explain things that they're learning and processing that you have taught them. And so I encourage you to let them also record their screen. Let them record a process. Let them demonstrate how to solve a problem. And so you can really leverage it both ways for you to deliver instruction and for you to check the understanding for your students. Thank you for listening to the Tech It Up Talk podcast with Dr. Mack, your host with the most passion for supporting educators on using and implementing technology. Be sure to catch our weekly episodes every Friday and connect with me on the Tech It Up Talk Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram at Tech It Up Talk or at Dr. J.E. McDonald. Now, I know teching may not always be easy, but it sure is fun. <laughs>